ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhind, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls. So years ago, when I was in my other career, I saw so many people shuffle in and out. I'm thinking of one person in particular who was in IT, and I swear I would just see him almost like a robot. Like he would come in, he would get his coffee, he would sit down, he would do his work, he would get up, he would go home. I don't know what he did at home. I know he had a couple of kids. I know he had his you know, family. Maybe he had a more wild life than I am imagining. Maybe he had more fun. But I'm not sure I really ever saw him smile. I'm not sure I ever really saw him passionate. And that may have been his personality, but it really stuck with me. And I started to watch and notice how many people were showing up that way. And I started to really think about why aren't we happier at work? Like this is where we spend so much time. And it's cliche to say this is where we spend time. So you should be happy there. But I'm not sure that we're really set up for that. You know, when we're young, we're taught math, we're taught science and history, and not necessarily taught about ourselves, right? Like who are we? What really lights us up? Like what if what lights us up has nothing to do with history or math or any skill you would learn in school? We're not really taught what to do then. Or if we have multiple passions, how do we do that at work? And that's why I became so passionate about purpose and about each and every one of us knowing truly our own strengths, our own talents, our own gifts, why we're here, our purpose, and to go for it. And so I am super excited to introduce you to my guest today for multiple reasons. One is that Julie Bruns has dedicated her life to helping other people be happier at work, which is so incredible and something that we all need. And Julie was a coaching client of mine that we went through the purpose process for her to really identify and figure out what is her purpose. And something that has occurred to me lately is that I have worked with so many incredible women who are now living their purpose and they have huge, amazing, important wisdom and tools to share with you. And so every once in a while, I'm going to bring you a client spotlight so that you can get their wisdom and you can then start thinking about your own purpose process and how you too can become like them, right? How you too can start knowing who are you, what you're all about, and really start living it. And so these client spotlights are going to serve multiple purposes and I'm super, super, super excited. So let me introduce you to Julie. Julie Bruns has worked in learning and development for almost 20 years, and she considers herself a lifelong learner. She has a passion for teaching others what's possible and loves connecting with people to share tips on how to enrich their lives, no matter where they are or what they're doing. Her company is Two Possibility and Beyond. That's the number two. And of course, you can get the link in our show notes. And she delivers workplace wellness workshops to companies all over the world. Life and work can be wonderful. And she's here to show you how. Julie, welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I am so excited for you to be here 
because I am going back a couple of years ago when we first met and you were like, I really want to know my purpose. I really, I'm not clear. I want to get it. And I think we had one conversation and just beginning to see you shift then and to see you now with your own company, you launched a podcast. It's incredible. Uh, thank you. It sounds weird hearing that being said about me, my own mm. company. Never even, never even considered that when we were talking mm. um, back then. I just was going towards, with your guidance, what I, using my strengths and being able to say that what I was doing was valuable and, and going towards the things that I was, that were lighting me up, like you always talk about. Mm. And um, when we had that conversation, um, I think we had a 30 minute conversation. I didn't really know you. I heard you um, on the radio and, and um, we just had a 30 minute, you know, like let's have a chat kind of thing. And you started asking me questions and got right to the heart of it so quickly, Mm -hmm. which was awesome for me because I could start as soon as we talked, it was like, okay, what, what am I going to do differently now? And I knew that was the beginning of this whole process, which was actually, it was October, 2016. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was October. Happy anniversary. Yeah, it was October because <laughs> I remember it was right after my birthday, which is in September like yours. And I just, mm-hmm. I went to this conference in September and I was having all of these ideas and stuff. And then you and I chatted and and I was like, I was having rumblings of, you know, making a move, doing something different. And I already kind of knew what I was itching to do. And you were like, you, you saw it in me. You said, when I hear you talk about this, you, you move forward, your, your arms are open, you're, you're excited, you're lighting up. When I heard you talk about these other things, you're shrinking. And I'm like, just, just that visual of what you saw in me mm. and you explaining it that way made me think, oh my God, she's right. Mm. I, I'm just so used to working hard and doing what I need to do, um, what I was hired to do that I wasn't thinking about all those things. And you put it in perspective and Mm-hmm. clarified for me what I, what I should be going towards. So that was the first of many steps. Oh, amazing. I'm so honored to be a part of, of your journey. Watching you that day and seeing you light up around people and their well-being, right? You were talking about wanting to host workshops for people around their well-being and you know thriving and not just let's learn the skills, but like really working with people and workshops and companies and the company that you worked with at the time on human development, right? And on being their best, seeing you light up was a joy. And that's how I always know that it's someone's purpose because they, their whole face comes alive and that's what it was. And now you've really turned this into your career. So let's talk about people being happy or lighting up at work. So what are, I, I, I shared the story of the one man in IT. What do you see and what have you seen in your 20 years of career that is inspiring you to want to do this work? I see what you see, which is people that, people that kind of look dead inside. You see them sitting at their desk and they look, that's how I can describe it. And I never want to look that way. I never want to feel that way. I want to go up to those people and hug them and say, yeah. you don't need to look like this. You don't need to be like this. Why are you wasting any time feeling sad or whatever you're feeling, I'm, I'm assuming obviously, but when you, you can tell it's written all over people's faces. Um, when I started uh, those workshops three years ago and I had that idea, it was because I wasn't feeling connected at work and I worked virtually and from my home, like I am sitting here with you right now. And I wasn't connected to the people that I'd get on the phone with and talk to every day. I, I didn't really have a connection with them. Mm. And I thought, I bet there's other people feeling what I'm feeling, which is where my idea came from. And when I 
pitched it um, that time in October or whenever it was September, um, I said, do you, do you think we could value, everyone would value from having more connection? And the person I pitched it to said, yes, like an unequivocally yes with an exclamation point. And I was like, okay, I'm on to something if this big leader thinks the same thing I think. Um, and then I knew it was right when I had my first podcast and over 300 people showed up or my, my first workshop. And I thought, okay, I'm onto something, but maybe I just got lucky. Mm. Um, and as soon as I had the second one and the same thing happened, I remember calling you after and, um, I, I want, I knew I wanted to feel better at work and I'm like, I can't be the only one feeling this way. And then when I had that workshop and so many people came, I'm like, oh my God, I was right. But I think I was just lucky. And then the second time it happened again and I was the only speaker, there was no one else speaking that day. And I remember calling you afterwards, I was crying and I said, um, what am I, what's, what, why am I crying? I'm happy. And, and I remember calling my girlfriend saying the same thing. And you said, Julie, that's purpose. I'm like, it is, this is yes. purpose. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is what I've been wanting. I, that's why I'm so happy because I mm. want to do more of this. Mm. And all of the validation of having everyone else join to talk about a topic. I, I was just picking topics. I was letting the universe show me what topic would be next. And I was reading about things and I'd get an article. I think possibility, I think connection, <laughs> I think mindfulness. And then I would get all these signs saying, yes, do this next. Um, Cause everyone was asking me, how are you picking these? And what do you do? I'm like, I'm just picking things I think would be universal mm-hmm. no matter what age, no matter what country people are living in, no matter what stage they're, they are in their careers. And I was right. And that validation. And then the, you know, the feeling I was having after I was like, oh my gosh, and, and then your, your guidance and your support saying, uh, this, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I do what I do. So that people like you can go do the things that they're good at. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And that, that after that second day, that second workshop, I called my friend and I said, I need to figure out a way to get paid to do this every day. That's mm. the first time I ever was really, okay, I can figure this out. And that was three years ago. And I have had a couple of different, um, jobs where I was getting paid to do that, but it was still not as fulfilling. And, and, and I, and I know why it's because I needed to do, to create it on my own, but um, mm. I went right towards those things. Like I'm going to figure this out. And I just kept making choices that led me there. Mm. Mm. So incredible. Your story is so beautiful. It makes me just want to like hit pause so that we all can like put a picture frame around different pieces of what you're saying. So we can all feel into it ourselves. That feeling when you you had the tears. And I said, that's purpose. It's because when we have an inner, a joy, like an inner self, it's almost like having a little baby. And then when our baby is loved and approved of, and other people say, look at what a cute baby you have. We're so filled. Like, oh my gosh, I, this was my purpose. This is so right. And so, you know, what's beautiful about that. And then what I love in your story, so many people ask me, well, how do I get started? Because I, you know, I can't just jump ship and, you know, I've got a family or I can't just all of a sudden create my business. And you started doing it in the company you were in. Even though that wasn't your paid job title, even though that wasn't, you know, exactly, you pitched it within the company and you did it right where you are. And I think that's so big and it's so, so important for everyone to hear that. So as people are listening to this, they're probably thinking, okay, Julie, I'm one of those people that feels disconnected at work or unhappy. What do you now know are some of the components that really help us be happier at work? So a lot of the things I talk about in my workshops, which are um, no matter where you end up or where you actually work every day, where you sit your butt down to work every day, 
being able to bring a little bit of joy, a little bit of beauty, a little bit of something that lights you up, um, just makes you feel a little bit. You smile when you look at a picture, you smile when you look at the flowers, whatever it is. Um, bringing those things around you, no matter where you are, so that you can get in the right mindset and energy to go mm. do those extra creative things you need to do. Because if you're feeling down and blue and depressed and not liking your job, and then all you're doing is staring at a computer that you really don't like all day long, uh, well, of course you're going to feel that way. But if you have to stare at the computer or do this job until you get to the next thing, um, and you can turn around and have a beautiful saying on your wall or a beautiful picture or symbol that makes you smile or something you look at and want to touch and makes you feel more calm, all of those things will add to the energy, make the energy better around you. And those things can lift you up. And then that lifting, that energy, and you talk about this too in your work, it's that will propel you to be a little bit more creative, to have a little bit of to smile about something too. Be able to say, okay, I can't change this today, but I can change these three things or these five things, whatever, or this one thing. And now when I go to my desk, I can look at that and know and just feel a little bit different than I did the day before. So mm. there's all these tweaks and it's it's never one huge thing. I mean, people always say, oh, well, you're successful now or you have this now. It's like all these building blocks. And I think it starts with really simple things like that. Mm. Um, and like that necklace you say that you wear that I choose. It's like you look at it and you feel Every it. Every day. And, <laughs> yeah. And, it, and you, you love it because it means all of these things to you. And it's all about making choices. And in the moment you can choose something different. So Reminders like that will help catapult you to the next thing you need to do. So catapult mm. is a big word. It will, it'll guide you to the next little thing, and then all those little things start to add up, and then you you feel a shift. Ooh, this is so good. Oh my gosh, this is so good. So I think sometimes when we're not happy at work, our brain immediately goes to what's the next job, what's the next career, you know, what's my purpose, and. And that may all be true, that you do need a different job and we do want to know what your purpose is and we do want to figure out the right career for you. And in the meantime, start with something so simple as something that makes you smile at your desk. I love that. A picture, a plant, a smell, uh, something that can bring a little bit of joy. And it's so interesting that there's research behind this, that when our brain has positive emotions, right? When we feel positive emotions, our brain literally is more creative, opens up and better problem solve, better form relationships. And so you're, you will then be more able to, whether it's discover, you know, to do the, the purpose work, or it is to build relationships that will help you get another job, or it is whatever, <laughs> that little mm -hmm. bit of happiness will help you so much. You, that was one of the things you taught me because I remember that conversation, that first conversation, you said, you need to go towards this, these things that are, you're excited about this job description. It was a job description. I think I was reading to you and I was like, this is when I, I think I want to go for this. Um, that ended up not even being a job really at the, at the company at the time. I, I just saw the description and the description lit me up, but you were the one to say, well, you, if you can't make that leap right now, what are you going to do to go towards those things that you want to go towards for your purpose? Because um, we all can't just quit our jobs. I mean, no one, I mean, I mean, no matter how much money you had, it would be irresponsible just to say, I'm done with this today and I'll figure it out tomorrow. I mean, some people do that and it works for them, but it's, it's not common, obviously. Right. I do. Um, yeah. I mean, so yeah, people do. Well, and yes and no. In fairness. Well, I went back to grad school and I figured after grad school, I'll figure it out. So, right. Yes, it is. You had a, people and I didn't have kids. I mean, it was a totally right. different situation. Right. So I couldn't do that immediately. And I didn't do that immediately. I just said, okay, what else can I do? And I kept... I kept trying to make as big a part of my job 
these other things that I loved. And I kept Mm. going to the people that could guide me and say, I really love doing this. And they could see that, that I really love doing it. And they were happy to support me in it. They just said, we can support you in it, but you also have to do these other things. Okay. Then I will figure out a way to do it. So I, I would be at the health club watching my son play basketball for his practice. And I would grab my computer, a library book and, and read things so that I could develop these workshops on the side. I wasn't doing it during my regular business hours. And if it's important to me, you figure out a way to do it. Obviously, you know that theme. And I'm like, I, I love this so much. I'm reading anyways. I'm always reading and learning new things. Why don't I just take this and turn it into a workshop? And that's what I started doing. And I knew I was onto something too, because I would do this if you were paying me zero. And I would do this if you were paying me a hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm. And, um, that that's when I knew that I was onto something too. Like I, I, I crave this. I think about it all the time. Um, and, and I can help other people to kind of, they don't have time to read a book. So great. They can just listen to me for an hour and get all the tips from the book that it took me, you know, a week to read or whatever it was. So, um, Genius. do a little bit towards something that you want when you can't just cut it off. Right. When you, you know, when, when you want to. Yeah. It's one step at a time. Right. I mean, it's like, how, how do we run a 10 K, you know, how do you run a marathon one foot in front of the next? So it's, it's breaking it down into the smallest, small steps and starting where you are right now. And I love that because it's such a great example for everyone out there, Julie. You're a mom. You had a full-time job, you know, still you're do. a wife, still do, right? So yep. it's like, and started a business anyway, you know, so it's like, you, you can do it because you're so passionate about what you do, about, you're so passionate about helping people really be their best that you didn't mind waking up early to read the book or putting together the workshop. So when we talk about, I'd love to, as we get into the workshops, what are some of the key themes? Is it mindfulness? Is it connection that people crave that really make a difference in our well-being at work? What I found and what I've been talking about is there's like six or seven topics. That, well, there's probably way more, but these are the ones I've been concentrating on. Um, topics that seem fluffy, you know, that's the, the soft. Um, so I'm not talking about leadership skills um, in the sense of professional development. I'm talking about things like gratitude and joy and mindfulness mm. and um, resilience and traits that people have or skills that people can practice. Um, maybe maybe skills, not the right word for gratitude, but things that are going to make your life um, better whether you're at work or at home, but especially at work because we spend so much time there. We spend almost the biggest chunk of our time is spent, if we're like the, the average person, um, of our day is spent at work, Monday through Friday at least. And my thing was always, I used to say this to my husband all the time, I have to find something I really love because I know I'm going to have to work for a long time. Just even I've been since I was 14 years old. And for me, it was always important to really like what I was doing. And I just kept going towards that. And my husband would say, um, work is work. It's not meant to be fun. And I would say, I'm not, my dad used to say this. I'm like, I don't need it to be fun all the time. I just want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy the people. I want to be around good energy. I want to know what I'm doing is having an impact. And, and, um, I knew it was realistic. I, people would tell me that it wasn't realistic, but I knew it was. Mm -hmm. And I kept going for it anyways, even though people told me not to do that. And all of these topics that I talk about now, I started practicing and I started seeing how they were affecting my life. And I thought, well, if they're affecting me in a positive way. How could they not affect other people in a positive way? And these, mm. these little things end up having a massive impact on, on every part of your life, every part of your life. And, and if 
I wanted, I share those things and those stories um, about how things can happen and when people tell you they can't. So I have stories about that in my upcoming book on all of these topics, but possibility and connection, connecting with the right people and connecting with good people and people you feel good energy around and, and, and what bad ones look like and what good ones look like. And all of these things that tie into going to work every day and seeing at the end of the day, seeing what's possible. And if you're seeing, if you're grateful and if you're practicing mindfulness and you're have things around you that bring you joy, all of those things make you feel like more and more is possible. And then when more and more mm-hmm. is possible, right, you can have better energy and be more creative and have an open mindset and go to the things you want to go to. But if you're never, if you're not practicing any of those things and you're not seeing any of that around you, life doesn't look great. And you think this is all it's meant to be. And this is such a sad way to live. I don't, I don't want to live that way. I don't want anyone to have to live that way, but it's not, you don't have to. Right, right. It's so, it's so true. There's so much in there just to, to unpack your husband saying it's work. It's supposed to be work. It's not supposed to be fun. That is totally what my dad used to mm-hmm. think too. And I swear that maybe I became a purpose coach because I didn't believe it. You know, I, that I followed that model of not needing to be happy at work. And then, like you said, we spend so much time there that why not? Why shouldn't we be? Mm-hmm. The other thing I heard you say is that these are soft skills. And it like grates me, not you grate me, but like the idea grates me because everything we know from the research is that when we are more joyful, we are more successful. There is a literal link in the research that happier people get better customer evaluations, better peer evaluations, get promoted more, make more money, sell more. I mean, literally... We can think of it as a quote unquote soft skill, but it's actually very hard results. You know, it's like, it's proven results. Mm -hmm. So it's so important that you're doing these workshops at companies and teaching these skills. It cracks me up sometimes that emotional intelligence has become a buzzword Mm -hmm. in business when that has been a feminine strength throughout time. Mm -hmm. You know, women have always been emotionally intelligent, maybe not every single one, but the ability to read their children's emotions and be a good friend and all of that. So it's so incredible that you're putting this together and you notice that these are things that made you better at work and made you better in all areas of your life. And then to be able then to help everyone else through workshops feel the same. Yeah. And I'm remembering, I've heard it either through your newsletter or podcast or I know I've heard you say it more than once about happy people are more successful. Success doesn't make happiness. When you're happier, yes. you are more successful, right? That's we in the research, yeah. right? You talk about that. And it's, yes. it's funny because I, I always said, oh, I'm going to be successful and then I'll be happy. And I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I, I what, what is successful? What's successful to me? And I'm the, the irony, of course, you know, this not even really ironic. I am trying to get happier and in trying to get happier. Uh, I, Become, I'm becoming more successful, which of course is the whole point. Um, but I wasn't thinking right. of it that way. I was just thinking, I'll just work really hard and then I'll be successful, which will make me happy. And I've always worked really hard. And I've always been, I'm a generally positive, happy person. That's just my kind of set point. But I'm, I was always looking for something else. And now that I, I have, instead of just looking at work to make me happy, I'm looking at other things outside to make me happy and incorporating into my work. Um, mm-hmm. leading me to this success that I never even was thinking about before. So it's kind of just so funny how it, the journey always works 
that way. And, that, and it's always easier, obviously, when you have hindsight, but I'm looking back and I'm like, I, I wasn't going towards the things that were going to make me happy. I was going towards the things that I thought would make me successful, which would make me happy. Right, right. Well, that's what we're taught. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I think Western culture has taught this idea that if you just get good grades and then you get a good job and you just work really hard to be more successful, ultimately you'll reach some sort of Shangri-La happiness that I guess you can retire in. But the research, there are more than a hundred research studies that show that it is the opposite. It's actually people who are focused in gratitude, who are really steeped in joy outside of work and in their lives who are doing things that they love and purposeful. It's, it's having that joy first that what then happens is that more people want to work with you mm-hmm. <laughs> because your colleagues love working with you. Mm-hmm. Your peers, you know, want you to do more projects. You sell, you know, people want to buy from you. So of course it works that way, but it's so counter to how we're taught that it doesn't occur to us. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. And like you, I know you've said this before too, like we don't, we're not taught this stuff in high school and in college and we're not, we're not ever taught this stuff, you know? So you, if you're not sticking mm-hmm. it and you're not, and you don't happen upon it, you don't learn it. And then you ask, right. ask yourself these questions in your forties and fifties. What do I really want? Why aren't, why aren't I happy? What's my purpose? Why, why can't I find it? Um, and if you had been knowing these things all along, you would have gotten there quicker. That's what I want for people. I want them to get there quicker. I'm just like you want, I mean, just is what you're setting out to do. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, I know that you go into companies and you do workshops. So it's, you're not specifically focused on individuals or, you know, millennials or young adults, but I know that you're super passionate about young adults. Why is that? Because I, as a young adult, I had two parents that had 11 children that um, were spread really thin as you can imagine and trying to work and just pay bills. I had no emotional support. My husband always laughs. He's like, who, you know, he's like, who could have done that? Well, it's hard to do it with two happy parents with two kids, but um, how can you make sure everyone is surviving and eating and getting their clothes to school and all of those things and then have this emotional guidance support? It's impossible. It's impossible. I cannot even imagine 11 children. It's crazy. And um, I was close to my dad and he was the one that I could go to and say, you know, I have a question and he helped me research and he's the one, he was a teacher. I got my love of learning from him. He was always reading a book, mm. never had the TV on. He was always researching, had a new idea. He's one of those jack mm. of all trades. And I, I just remember, I would, whenever I sought out, sought advice from him, he, he had it for me, he had time for me, but it wasn't, he wasn't just, they weren't just looking around and saying, what do you need and how can I support you? They were just like, this is, you need to go do this, go do it, kind of figure it out, mm-hmm. which is yeah. what made me so resourceful. And so I thank them for that. Um, yes. But I, I didn't yes. have people that I could lean on and look up to. And I had older siblings, but they were all going into their survival mode, which was, I need to get out of the house. I need to go to school. I need to get a good job. So we didn't really have this huge, although all of us are a year, year and a half apart, we never could lean on each other for those things because we're all trying to figure out ourselves. We also, they all mm. have the same thing I didn't have, right? So um, right. I want to be able to help people um, that don't have what I didn't have, just like me. Um, or maybe they have great parents, but their parents are telling them some of your stories I've heard, you know, you should go be a doctor. Well, I love dance. Well, you should go do this. Well, I love art. Mm. Like I, I want Either those well-intentioned kids from from or parents from great you know that have great kids, or the ones have no one, um, to be able to say like, where do I go and how can I get this information now to help guide mm. so that I can find my purpose quicker, so that I can 
take yes. my gifts, like you always say, and strengths out into the world and make the world a better place. If I can figure that out sooner, the world gets to be better sooner. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Preach, sister. I mean, it's it's exactly it's exactly it. One day I hope to work myself out of a job. You know, <laughs> we we really do shift that people start living that purpose now and that because you can make money doing any anything. Like, you know, you said the dance. There is a woman in my neighborhood who is a dance teacher and then she opened a dance clothing studio. And, you know, so it's like she has figured out a way to, to turn dance, her passion, her purpose into money, you know, into livelihood so that she can pay her mortgage. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's all possible. So Julie, you're out there now and you have, you are an entrepreneur, you have started your own business and you're writing a book and you have the podcast uh, that we will tell everybody about. And I am curious, how was it? You, you mentioned that first call that we had, and I know that you were part of a group that I did, and then we did a call and then we did a full day together. So what would you say is your process in working with me and with yourself to discover your purpose? I knew the first time we talked that I needed to talk to you more because I was getting so many good little nuggets and that even in that first 30 Mm. minutes that I knew I I wanted to do more. Um, I also love connecting in the group that we were in because we could hear other people's stories. So you could facilitate those discussions and, and people could share and know that you weren't, you know, on, on your own. So I love the group because you get extra stories. I love the one-on-one with you because you could really focus in on um, my personal strengths and, and my gifts and all of those things. But when I, I knew I needed to do the work, I didn't want to waste any more time. So um, I love mm. those calls when we connected with the women for an hour, but I, I knew I wanted to work with you the one-on-one and having that full day session so that we could just dig in. Like I don't I knew that I wanted something else and I didn't want to waste any more time. So I already felt like I wasted a lot of time. So I was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to spend the money to get into um, a place where it could just be me and you one-on-one for X amount of hours and just dive in quickly. And then when I was done, I had some tools that I could go out and change the world with kind of, and I'm not saying it Mm. happened overnight, but I knew that that's what I needed to catapult me to the next level. So um, it could have been a series, but I didn't want to have a series of calls over six months. I wanted to have a full day, a deep dive, because I knew that that's what I needed in that moment. I know it's not the same for everyone. Yeah. Some people have to unpack right. it more. I was further along in my life um, and I thought, figured out exactly what, what it was I wanted, but I was like, okay, how do I get there and what does it look like? And you helped me to kind of put a lot of substance around it. Mm. I love hearing that because there are different ways that people get there, right? And Typically, you know, some people, they're listening to the podcast and that's how you're getting there, that you have heard enough nuggets on the podcast and you're like, okay, I'm putting this together and that together. And oh my gosh, I, I, I have that feeling. I have that knowing, that light up. Okay, great. And some people get there through, you know, like you said, every week or every other week through six months and it's that kind of process. And then there are some people and I love doing these. Julie and I spent a day together. We actually went to Miami. We flew to Miami, uh, not from the same place. We met there and we had a night and then an entire day together. And it was so powerful to just be her and I, and there are a lot worse places to be Mm -hmm. than in Miami, Mm -hmm. um, to really go through your goals and what you wanted and then to go right into really setting you up for that kind of success. What did you notice after that than from before? 
I noticed that I was way more clear on my strengths. So you um, mm. take, take, took me through this exercise and um, the BI, the strengths finders, which I had known about too, which is awesome. But like unpacking that and evaluating, okay, what are you good at? What lights you up? Um, what's different about you? Where do you, all the, all the great questions you ask, you know, where do you see yourself? Who do you admire? All of those things. And really focusing on the, ma- the thing I took away from it most is, I remember you reading this to me too about um, a story that you're going to put, I think in your book at some point, and you were reading to me about how every, and I just talked to my son about this the other night, how every single human being on this planet is unique because our DNA is unique. Mm. We could never be who we are. We had different parents, different grandparents, et cetera. But there's not one other human being on the planet that has your exact strengths in the same order. Um, All of that stuff around it. And I was just like, I just remember thinking, oh my God. And you saying people are waiting for you to share their strengths. And you're, you're like, who are you to not go out and share the strengths that you have? Like, this, right. that's like it's selfish. Yeah. And that, that's also a good trigger for me too, because I hate thinking of myself or anyone as being selfish. So it's like, it's the opposite. Mm. You're, you're selfish to not go share all your strengths. And I just remember thinking like how profound it is that no one else on the, on the planet has exactly what you have to offer. So even though there might be someone out there, out else out there doing something similar to you, it's not going to be similar because it's not going to be you. you you're going to do it differently, period. Um, just yes. seeing all of my strengths on paper, and I still have that journal that we started and we, you wrote in and I wrote in, really helped me put a package around what I could offer people. And then I also went to people that I loved and admired and said, what do you see in me? And I wanted to like make sure that all of it was aligning to what I saw and what I felt um, going to other people and asking them what they thought my gifts were too. And everything was aligning to the same thing. And I thought, you know, th- there's no accident that these are the concepts that I'm coming up. When I talked about gratitude the first time in my workshop, I was like, that was just, I just, no one said to me, go do a workshop on gratitude. I was like, this is an important thing. And that ended up being my number one strength in that strength finders thing. And I, I just, I wasn't putting all those things together. And, and now it's not an accident, obviously, that right. that's how everything came together. But I just remember feeling right. so clear on my, um, my strengths and my gifts when I left that time with you. Like, I have to go do this. Yes. I love that so much. It's, you know, I, I need that too, right? I'm always working with a coach because we can't see what's right in front of us often. Right. You know, I'll have a lot of people who do their strengths and then they'll say, I didn't know that that was a strength. Everybody does that. No, actually everybody <laughs> does not do gratitude or everybody does not do kindness in that way or everybody does not do, is not creative in that way. So, and it's not a, a ding on other people. It's really saying when we look, there's something like a one in 400 billion chance that you are alive, right? For as you said, and this is the piece I have in that excerpt of, of the book that you mentioned, Julie, like for a sperm to meet an egg and actually create a baby is not is so rare, right? So many women miscarry, so many pregnancies end up in miscarriage. So for all of that to actually happen, for your grandparents to meet each other, their great grandparents to meet each other, it literally is a miracle for each one of us to be alive and have our exact gifts. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to someone who's listening to this and they think, okay, I want to figure out my purpose. What do I do? The first thing I would do is, because I did this when all I was going through this journey, I emailed my, my 10 of my closest friends, sisters, et cetera. And I said, please send me three words to describe me. Mm. 
I, I had a mentor at one of my jobs tell me that, to ask for feedback this way. And I wanted to see if it matched up with how I saw myself. And every, almost everyone said very similar words, which is interesting. And then some people use words I hadn't thought of myself before, like determined. I hadn't thought of myself as determined before. So mm-hmm. it was a nice little reflection and a nice little reminder. With those words, you can start to say, okay, like, what am I really enjoying in my work? What lights me up? What do I get so excited to talk about? People say, slow down, you're talking too fast. And, and um, oh my gosh, you're just a, kind of like a spaz or you have too much energy around. All of, <laughs> think about all those things that people tell you in your every day and start connecting the dots with how other people are seeing you and the people that love you and around you. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. what you, what you seem to be getting kudos for a lot at work or in your personal life or people are complimenting you on and start looking at all those things together and seeing a common theme and then go to someone like yourself who can help you frame it. Because like you said, you can, I, I know I'm a hard worker. I know I'm, I know I'm smart. I have two degrees. I, I mean, that, that doesn't make a successful purposeful person. Because if it did, everyone that had so a degree true. would have exactly what they wanted, right? Yes, so it's not exactly. an education. It's not a great upbringing. It's not all of those things that you think are going to make you purposeful and successful. It's finding that thing that lights you up and going and giving it to the world. And if you knew what it was already, you'd be doing it. All of us would just, mm-hmm. we graduate from college or we wouldn't go to college. I know my purpose. I'm starting at 18 and here I go. All right, world, here I come. Right. But no, not a, very few people do that. Because they right. someone guiding them. And I think that guidance, that coaching, that, that realistic framework, all of those things help you to get there faster. I mean, you could do it. You might be able to do it on your own, but it might take longer. Don't you want it to be sooner rather than later? That's what I would say. Right. So true. So true that we need other people to help us to, to frame it and then to get out there sooner and, and to get over the fears, right? Because a lot of times I think the reason we're not moving forward is we're afraid to. We have an inkling, we have a knowing, but then we become super afraid, right? The fear, because, and don't don't start asking people, do you think it'd be cool if I did this? Because I did not do mm. that. I, I'm not asking anyone's opinion. I'm not asking. I, I had a feeling. I asked one person simply because I needed permission to do it at work. But after that, I never asked again uh, because I got the mm. when 300 people showed up. To listen, <laughs> you know, right, so right, I had right, my right. answer one time and I'm yes. not asking again, you know? Yes. And here's the thing. If you put your thing out in the world, like I have a friend who has started Misa Mink started Driven Woman, which is a network for empowering women across Europe. And her first thing, no one showed up. So if you do something and 300 people don't show up, don't feel like, right. oh, well, then this wasn't meant to be. You right. know, Julie Bruns was on the podcast, Purpose Girl podcast. It's more the internal feeling that you know. And that you follow that knowing. And I love your advice, Julie, because if we tell people, how many people are going to like, frankly, poo-poo it, Mm -hmm. you know? And are you crazy? Who do you think you are? And we don't need any of that. No. So we just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Go with it. And then like, even I just sent my email out um, this week and there's people that have replied to me, like actually someone replied to me and said, you're you're not going to get any business to buy into this concept. Um, thank you for, Ooh. thank you. Thank you. My husband said, you need, I need to get a thicker. I know I need, I know I need to work on this. So this will help me. But that's the kind of thing where I want to reply and say, then if the business would never want to pursue this type of topic, then that's not a business I would want to work with. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I know so clearly and definitively that this is something people need and will want and will receive from me. And any person or business that said, no, thank you. I'll just say, all right, then next. I'm, I'm so I'm yes. clear on that now. Oh, thank you. Okay. Then, then that's great. There's someone else. You just, you just opened the door for someone else 
for me to talk to someone else then. I'm okay with that now. Um, and I wouldn't have loved that years ago. Oh my gosh, Julie, I just want to put a picture frame on that. And, and I was so loud that people might not have heard you say that you wouldn't have done that a few years ago, right? Yeah. So hearing a no is thank you. Thank you. Everything happens for us. So thank you. You're making room for the next person. And so I'm loving this. So really getting into your purpose process, you know, number one, I love your idea of asking people for three words that they see in you, three positive words that they see in you, your strengths Two, then working with somebody to help you to really work through it. And what does it mean? And how do you package it together in a realistic yet aspirational, beautiful way? And then three, following your own truth. No matter what everybody else says, you just keep going. And that's, you, you are, cap- everybody out there, you are capable of that a million percent, a million percent. So Julie, if someone's listening to this and they want their company to bring you in for a workshop on gratitude or joy, what do they do? So they just have to go to my website. It's the number two possibility and beyond and two possibility and And contact me. There's a, there's testimonials on there. There's a form they can fill out or they can just email me at julie at twopassibility.com and set up a time for a, I can do it internally. I can do a, a webinar or in person. So whatever works best and people won't regret it. It's not, you're never going to leave um, a workshop like that and be like, eh, I don't really care. I don't really care to be, <laughs> be more joyful. I don't really care to be happier and see what's possible. All the things I'm I'm, I'm talking about are things that are going to make every single person just feel a little bit better and perform better and um, make their company better because they're feeling all of these other things we were talking about. Who, who wouldn't want more of that? Exactly. Exactly. And in fact, a smart company will want it because a smart company is going to look at the research and say, oh, wait, this kind of work is proven in hundreds of research studies to help increase employee retention, help increase success, help people sell more, less absenteeism. So there's a million reasons why you want to bring somebody like Julian, which I know you all know that. And I I have to share one more reason uh, just before we get into the purpose power play round that I wanted to do this episode, Julie, and for all of you, why I'm doing some of these spotlights. So we as women have to uplift each other. There are too many people out there who believe that there's only one seat at the table or that, you know, we have to compete or that we're in some sort of girl fight or whatever it might be. And none of that is true. What is actually true is that the more we uplift one another, the more we tell each other, the more I tell you about Julie's business or about other people's businesses, the more it helps not only her, it helps all of you. And then it's going to help more people to be happier at work and ask for the promotion and everything else that they, that they want. So it's super important that we each find ways in our own lives to lift each other up. And a few years ago, I was working with a couple of different mentors, two coaches actually. And I really, really, really wanted them to tell their audiences about me. They had huge mailing lists and I wanted them to share what I was doing because it wasn't the same as what they were doing and it could have complimented. And that's not what they would do. And I remember feeling so bad about it. And I remember thinking, you know what? Rather than feeling bad about this, I'm just going to do it differently. That when I have a platform and I have an audience where I can share my clients' great work because it will help not only them, but it will help everybody who is in my newsletter and who is, you know, who listens to my podcast or whatever it might be, then 
I'm going to do that. And so it's actually part of my commitment in working with a woman to uncover her purpose that I will share her message. I will share your message with the world so that we all lift each other up. And in that way, you all get to benefit from Julie because she's amazing and her work is amazing. And then Julie gets to benefit and we all benefit. And this is what we can do. So each one of us really looking for that opportunity is so big. It's something that we all can do. And I'm super, you can just tell I'm super passionate about it because I think that this is how we should all be lifting each other up. Can I just say too that you, yeah, and you have inspired me to do that as well. I'm going to do exactly what you're saying. Mm. Um, and I remember when I was doing this, my first go round, I said, I actually asked to get some money um, when I was doing these workshops to get bring in guest speakers. And they're like, of course you can. It was such an easy thing to ask. And I got it immediately. And I went to you and I said, would you like to talk? Um, at one of my workshops mm. about thriving, I think it was thriving in the workplace. And you're like, of course. And um, you told me your fee. I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what the budget is. I just didn't know anything about it. And you said, well, you know what, Julie, I'll do it for free. And I remember thinking, what? Like, what, what, do you, what do you mean you'll do it for you? I'll do it for free so I can help you, so, to help you, to, to support you. And I just remember thinking, well, I was just dumbfounded and grateful and surprised. And I knew that your energy, you were doing it because you knew that it would help me. And that's what you wanted. You're, this is your purpose. I will help you find your purpose and pursue your purpose. And I'll never forget that. And obviously if we did, every person on the planet did more of that. We would be a much different world. Yes. So much different, you yes. inspired me and I will be doing the same thing. Yes, 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 yes. And I think you guys did pay me in the end. So that's awesome. All the above, because we all deserve contribution for a contribution. Yes. So, all, okay, Julie, you listen to the podcast. So you know that when I interview somebody, I always like to do something called a purpose power play round at the end. Yes. And this is just, I'm going to ask you a couple of quirky questions and whatever's the first answer is the right answer. Okay. Sound good? Yes. Okay. So what song gets you pumped up, excited and ready to take on the world? Ooh, either I would say Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop the Feeling. I love that. Ooh, Can't Stop the Feeling. So good. (laughs) Bruno Mars too does it for me. They're both awesome. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What is something everyone should do at least once in their life? Ooh, travel to a place you've always dreamt about traveling to. You're never going to regret that. Hmm. That is so true. Way too often I hear people say, I'll travel when I have more money or I'll travel when this or that, or I'm going to travel in retirement. It's like, please do not wait. Please do not wait. Because if you have that dream inside of you, we literally never know when it's our last day. And so get planning now, even if it means putting you know, $10 away a week, eventually you will have the money. You'll be able to do it. Just book the time. Thank you. That is so important. Yeah. Okay. And then a third purpose power play around question. What have you had to stop doing or let go of in order to be where you are now? I had to stop thinking that what I wanted to do was someone else's to offer me. Mm. I had to realize that I needed to create what I wanted instead of just being the good little girl that said, do you have something for me that I can fit in? to your purpose, to your vision. I had to stop thinking about it as what I wanted was someone else's vision. It would be mine, mine to create. Yeah. That is so profound and so good. 
so important for everyone out there. I hope you all take all these lessons from Julie. You can see how incredible she is. The workshops that she leads are so important and so needed. And you can just tell from a company every time she does one, the 300 people show up, you can tell that this is something that people need and they love and is so worth it. So please everyone go check out Julie. The links are in the show notes. And Julie, thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of the Purpose Girl podcast and being part of the Purpose Girl family. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. Mm. And to all of you, all of you out there, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. We hope you loved it. And if you did, that you will spend 60 seconds hopping on over to Apple Podcasts and just leaving a one sentence, five-star review, because the more five-star reviews we have, the more women all over the world are finding us. And that's how women in, you name the country, New Zealand, Australia, everywhere women are finding us. And it's because of you leaving your review. So please just pause it for 60 seconds, go on over there. As always, if you have not yet gotten your Living on Purpose guide, which is a guide I put together of several questions, it's a workbook totally free at my website, purposegirl.com. Make sure you head over there. If you haven't yet joined the Purpose Girls Facebook group, it's totally free. Every week I do a Facebook Live there, teaching you some aspect, answering your questions, as well as every day my team and I post something to keep you inspired and motivated all week. Of course, you can find me on Instagram at Karen Rockhind, on Facebook at Coach Karen Rockhind. And the most important thing you can do is to share this podcast with your workplace, share this podcast with everyone you know, share this podcast with everyone in human resources, because the more you share the podcast, the more we are changing the world one woman at a time. We need workplaces to know the benefit of gratitude, the benefit of joy, the benefit and necessity to have every single employee feeling energized and pumped up and engaged at work. So please share this podcast. That is how we change the world one woman at a time. As always, may you live purposefully, may you love yourself, and may you love life. Bye for now.